0: How do you, as a leader of a growing community, truly make a conference or event that has impact? A gathering with purpose, and an attendee experience that knocks their socks off? An event that leaves your audience in awe and wondering where you've been their whole life? Make It Kick-Ass is the podcast that explores these questions by uncovering the strategies, tactics, and tools that we use every day to bring our clients' conferences to life. I'm Isaac Watson, executive producer of Kick Ass Conferences, and we're here to help you make it kick ass. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Make It Kick Ass. I am the executive producer of Kick Ass Conferences, Isaac Watson, and with me in our remote studio, because that's how we roll things and that's how we love it, is operations manager Nessa Jimenez. Hello, Nessa
1: hi isaac hi everybody
0: all right we are uh spending this season talking about some of those hot questions that we get asked all the time from people who find out that we produce conferences for a living uh and today we are talking about one question that comes up a lot uh that question is do i have to pay speakers
1: could this be like the number one? I'm trying to think of like of the ones we're talking about. Could this possibly be the number one asked question?
0: <laughs> I, I would say of all time, uh, I would say that this question has come up with new clients and prospective clients 99.999% of the time. So I think I think that this probably is yeah. <laughs> the biggest question that we get asked. So as you might guess we have some thoughts on the subject yes. because this is what we do <laughs> yeah. uh so let's dive into those so uh first what do people really mean when they're asking this question they're saying do i have to pay speakers like oh do i have to yeah, do what, I have what do they to? really mean nessa
1: <laughs> yeah what they're basically asking is for permission for like can i get speakers for free do i have to pay people right like can i get can i get away with having people speak and not paying them anything um or can i use having a low speaker fee or no speaker fee to balance my budget because in their mind they're thinking that the speakers are what's going to mess up their whole budget Mm -hmm. right um and If so and so, like I know this other conference person that doesn't pay anybody anything. If they don't have to pay their speakers, then why should I have to? Why should people expect to pay at my conference? And uh, yeah, I want to do what they did because it seems like they're doing fine. Uh, And finally, there's people who are just straight up like, I don't know how much to pay speakers. How much do I pay? Is there a magic number that is the speaker payment number? And if so, please tell me what it is.
0: Right. I think that's uh, a lot of different ways to come up with the same question, right? Right. There's like several different mindsets coming out of that. Um, And so I think that's a good opportunity to dig into kind of the underlying problems that Mm -hmm. feed into these questions. And for me, the big one that comes up first is that when you're asking, do I have to pay speakers or especially can I get them for free or will, you know, saving on speakers fix my budget? It's that they actually have no idea what the event budget is or what the strategy around speaker compensation should be. They just, they just don't know. Yeah. And, and in this case, you know, ignorance is not bliss. Uh, It rarely is, but um, having, if you really don't know what kind of budget you're working with for your event, then this is naturally one of the questions you're going to ask because oftentimes community organizers aren't getting compensated through their own event production. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so the natural next step is, well, why should anybody else?
1: Right. Uh, But it also kind of makes sense from a perspective of like, if you've never done this before, if you've never been on the, uh, the organizing side of a conference, um, and you've only attended conferences, I mean, speakers play a big part of the presentation of a conference, right? Like a speaker is the heart and soul of many events. So mm-hmm. you see that from the outside. And so the assumption tends to be like, oh my God, the speaker part is going to be the most expensive part of this budget. I already need to start worrying about that. How am I going to deal with that? And again, that just that's not true. That That is from a lack of... Of experience because honestly <laughs> the reality is in most budgets like the speakers are that's the easy part right, right. <laughs>
0: like if if you've got budget problems saving on speaker compensation is not going to fix them
1: correct and even and paying speakers fairly it, even is not gonna hurt the wallet because there's so many other things that are way more expensive than that that it, you should not be worrying about speakers <laughs>
0: Yeah. Let me introduce you to a catering menu or an um, A V services yes, estimate. Yes. Right. Like those are the yeah. big ticket items. Catering <laughs>
1: alone, it just is gonna make the speaker um fees look like nothing.
0: Exactly. Uh, I think another one of the underlying problems um when when people are approaching speaker compensation like this is kind of a resource management issue. And by that I mean that um Especially as a first time organizer, um, it, it's easy to not really understand um, kind of what your existing network reaches or you may feel like, oh, you know, I want so and so, but I can't afford them or... I, uh, or I feel, I feel like I'm influential in a space. And so anybody I ask to speak at this would totally be willing to do it for free. Mm -hmm. I think that comes down to a little bit of ego too, Mm uh, which can be unhealthy. And so, um, as we think about like what resources someone has available to them, what their network is, um, that can start to help us understand, you know, who, who actually should we be targeting with this, Um, and how, you know, how is that influencing this, this underlying question of, you know, what, what do I want to spend to get these, you know, the right people in the room for this?
1: Or in terms of research management, your, not research, resource management, um, your idea of who a speaker is or who, who qualifies as a speaker, that's also something that is not explored mm-hmm. because they're just thinking about a, a website, right? Of like, this is a, a a database of speakers, and everybody here charges ten thousand dollars, right? Like that's the, that this is stereotypical image of what a speaker is. So mm-hmm. going into resource manage uh, management, thinking about when when we say speaker, are we talking about the same thing? Does that word mean the same thing to you as it does to us?
0: Right. Um, so the, the last kind of like underlying problem that I want to dig into, and I would say that this is maybe not the first thing that came up for us, but it might be the most important Mm -hmm. thing is around exploitation. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, it's, it's a little tough, um, but anybody, especially who works in creative in the creative fields, design art, uh, whatnot is very familiar with the classic meme, uh i don't mean honestly i don't know what the original source of it was Mm -hmm. i think it was a cartoon Mm -hmm. uh talking about uh working for exposure Mm uh and this notion of exposure capitalism nessa i know you have a lot of opinions about this and i think you're probably (laughs) a little more articulated uh, articulate about it than i am as i stumble over my words so i'm gonna (laughs) hand it over to you to uh go a little deeper
1: yeah, so basically, exploitation via this exposure capitalism, right? Um, this idea that I don't have to pay you because I am giving you access to this audience that I have and that should be enough. And then eventually one day someone down the road will pay you. But we, what we know is that that never, that's a cycle that kind of never ends. There's all, Mm -hmm. you're constantly being asked to work for free and for bigger and bigger audiences. And then, yeah it's just expectation and it sucks and one of our core values at kick-ass conferences is that we don't play that game you know everybody gets Mm -hmm. paid for working and and paid how they need to get paid not in exposure not in thank yous you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. so and that is a big problem not just in conferences i mean in everything in design and art and all the things right um and it's It's really egregious in the speaker space, though. There are so many incredible speakers that have been that have spoken at huge events and they did not get paid a dime and Mm -hmm. events that are turning million dollar profits. And they see none of that. And yet their work, their image, all their reputation is being used to sell this event. And we we break that cycle. Like we don't work with anyone who is unwilling to pay their speakers, right? Uh, yeah. so it, it's a big problem of breaking that habit of just because it is something that has been done so much and something that is so common that doesn't mean it's right or that it's appropriate.
0: I think to me that comes back to this kind of unhealthy ego thing or this notion mm-hmm. that you know, I'm I'm creating like the stage that I'm creating is literally a platform for this person Mm -hmm. to share their message and so therefore they should be willing to do it for access to this platform Mm -hmm. without being compensated and I think that that's that's a really really dicey mindset to get into before I started kick-ass conferences I, I worked in the events world for a number of years and I worked on projects where you know outside of travel expenses the speakers we're speaking to thousands of people mm-hmm. and not getting a dime for it. Um, And that rubbed me really the wrong way. I did not like that notion that, um you know, it's like, oh, this is a privilege to be able to speak on this stage. I
1: hate that so much. And, and I,
0: yeah, I think that's garbage. I hate I that so garbage.
1: much. I hate it. And I hate anybody that thinks that way because that is such an arrogant, that is such a, like, uh, it's capitalist, imperialist, like you know, um, and that always, at the end of the day, that always is hurting people who are already marginalized and on the outsides. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's always going to be, it always ends up being a a a rich, influential white person doing this to people of color, um, you know, women, queer people, disabled people, who. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're already getting screwed by the system, but now they're getting screwed for the sake of, you know, being able to get access to this, um, community that they, and this and the truth is, yeah, they probably wouldn't have access if it weren't for that, but that, that's like so exploitative and so gross and I hate it.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about some solution ideas, uh, and some of the ways that we can combat those mindsets, uh, with, with actual practical, uh, ways of, of working around this. So I think the first thing, the first big thing for me, especially when we're talking about this exposure capitalism is starting by understanding what you actually can offer to people beyond this exposure platform privilege, whatever bullshit. Um, I think that, that if you, um, if you start by saying, okay, this is the event that I am creating. This is the audience that I am creating it for. and this is what I want to offer to that audience. And so therefore, this is what I can offer to speakers to be able to deliver that. That's the better mindset to start with
1: right and and connected to that is the budget. Um, don't talk to me about speaker, payments if you don't even know what your budget is right like that Mm -hmm. we start from there um you do the numbers you figure out what you need and and from there we can have a real conversation about what we can offer speakers and that can be on top of the honorarium um i don't know maybe you own a business and you could get them products from your business right or or Mm -hmm. something like that like they're um there's plenty that someone can do that can offer on top of an honorarium. Um, And we could step back a little bit. Um, we're not saying to offer more than you have. What we're saying is that you need to offer something. Like
0: mm-hmm.
1: zero dollars is not an honorarium. Yeah. Yeah. Like even if we're t- talking about you start from there like this is what the black and white budget says but what Mm -hmm. else can I offer them like I said before can I get them free product can I get can we pay for their travel and their lodging uh pay for their meals can we um is there a sponsor that can help us uh, provide additional you know money or stuff
0: yeah. Um, we, we like to think about a compensation package, right? Beyond just what cash you can give to a speaker in return as, as a fee for service mm-hmm. for them delivering a talk, uh, or contributing to a panel. We think about what the entire package of, of how we're able to compensate that speaker, um, looks like for each client. And that's within the client, the context of each client's budget and scope and the number of people they, they're bringing to play and all this kind of stuff. Um, A couple of examples, a few years ago, we were working with a client um, for an event that was happening in Europe and uh, we had invited a speaker. We'd set the compensation package. We said, this is our flat honorarium that we're offering everybody. Um, We're going to cover your uh, travel expenses up to X amount. We're going to do this, um, et cetera. Uh, We invited one particular speaker who came back to us and said, Uh, This sounds great. Would you also consider helping uh, connect me with potential business opportunities when I get there and reach out to a couple uh, universities or or areas that might be willing to contribute more to have me lecture while I'm there? Things like that. And we just went, oh, that's actually brilliant. That's low rent for us. Like we can make some efforts, um, you know, send some intro emails shop it around a little bit to help amplify this speaker's profile and get them more of a reason to come because we couldn't afford to pay their normal fee, right? That's something that we can do to compensate them or to help make that trip worthwhile that is a little more contextual to that speaker's needs.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't just exposure. It was literally connecting them, like, highly targeted leads. Like, these are the people, the type of people you want to talk to and want to be in front of. We've connected you with them. And then Mm -hmm. after that, I think that speaker had, like, two or three, like, on-site visits during that same uh, conference, and they had a great time, like, connecting with these people. And it went, at the end of the day, they were very... um, Satisfied with it because it helped them reach goals outside of, you know, um,
0: yeah Another example would be a a recent project we had where it was very much a community oriented, uh, event It was all online. Um, it was a first-time thing. We had a very limited budget Uh, But out of that we were able to carve uh, A little bit of honorarium for each person who contributed to the panel discussions and to the content And we were able to approach that and say, look, this is what we can offer. We know it's not much, um, but we value your contributions and, um, you know, if there's any other way that we can support you, let us know. And so just framing it from that standpoint, knowing that yes, we were able to pay the speaker something, it wasn't by any means a market rate for a talk or. Or anything like that, but having that context around what your goals are and what you're creating will help you craft a compensation package that um, that will both fit within your budget and not uh, come off as offensive or um, completely disingenuous to the people you're inviting to contribute to it.
1: Exactly. So I think, I think we've talked plenty. I think we, we shared our, our opinions or <laughs> our hot spicy takes. So why don't we bring it all home?
0: <laughs> well, I will, I will just add one thing before I, I recap mm. um, that ultimately this speaker compensation comes down to speaker selection and the process you use for that. And so related to all of this is using a selection process that is, appropriate and contextually aware for your audience your content goals and your budget goals and if you're thinking about that holistically you can craft a compensation package that's appropriate um okay so the our core our core question that people ask us all the time the most often is do i have to pay speakers do i have to do i have to to? (laughs) oh do i have to pay them well yeah you do actually. Yeah. Um, and so underlying that question are the the real questions of, well, can't I just get speakers for free? Um, I'm worried about my budget. And so will, will not paying speakers help me balance that? Um, you know, I heard so and so doesn't pay their speakers. Why do I have to? Or even just how much should I pay speakers? I just have no idea. So I have these really weird, misconstrued notions about what speakers cost. Uh, so solutions around that are really understanding what you're able to offer. You do that through proper budgeting, budgeting early and often setting compensation packages, as you, as you do that budgeting process, and then really using your speaker selection process in a way that is holistically, uh, aware of what your goals are, what your audience goals are, what your budget is and what you have to work with and how you can craft something out of that, that is, that is respectful and authentic, and that show, that really demonstrates that you are committed to your, your speakers. Because at the end of the day, a conference needs two things that without either of them, you don't have a conference. One, you need an audience there. And two, you need speakers of some sort. You need content, right? And if you're not willing to pay for the content to be able to get the audience in the room, You've got a problem. So pay your speakers, please.
1: for listening to Make It Kick-Ass. We definitely have a lot of thoughts and a lot of opinions around speakers and and speaker honorariums, but we hope today's episode will put you on the right path to inviting incredible speakers to your event and bringing them to your audience. But if you wanna dive even deeper, if you want more, go to GetEventsLab.com and get a free copy of the tool that we use with our clients to help them figure out their conference budget so that they know how much they can pay their speakers. That is getseventlab.com and I will see you all next time.